0: You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, and student alumni as they offer insight on issues of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan and Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. Colorado is known for its remote and beautiful scenery. From the Great High Plains to the beautiful Rocky Mountains, there are countless places where no one can be found. But what if these places need people? More specifically, what if these places need teachers? On this episode of Bear in Mind, we talk with Dr. Harvey Rude, Director of the Colorado Center for Rural Education at UNC, to discuss the challenges of recruiting and retaining teachers in Colorado's remote communities. I'll let
1: Dr. Rood take it from here. Uh, I think the, um, the national teacher shortage is something that has been exacerbated in recent years, and there's a variety of reasons for that. In Colorado, uh, there are a number of factors that have contributed to the shortage of educators uh, for the 179 local school districts we have in our state. Um, One of the factors is the uh, salary and benefits that are provided to uh, educators, and I want to focus specifically on the, the rural and remote school districts in the state of Colorado because they tend to have more difficulty in recruiting and retaining educators uh, across uh, a career. So when you think about it, uh, the the number of individuals that are going into educator preparation programs here at UNC, across the state of Colorado and nationally, has declined by about 25% over the last five years. And that is coupled with the fact that all of the public universities in Colorado prepare about half the teachers that are needed annually to fill the vacancies in Colorado school districts. Uh, The um, large majority of those positions are in urban, metropolitan, suburban school districts located along the Front Range of Colorado. And uh, in the Colorado Center for Rural Education, we are really focused on uh, locating attracting, preparing, and retaining those educators in the 147 school districts across our state that are considered rural or small rural. Uh, In those 147 school districts, a small rural district is one that has less than a thousand students for the entire school district. A rural district is defined as a district that has 6,500 pupils or less. So within that dynamic, we recognize that rural is not a, <clears throat> a um, unified construct. You know, there are different contexts for what we mean by rural school districts and rural education. Uh, some of the rural school districts are what we would consider the rural resort communities, you know, places where you have, uh, uh, that are very attractive but has a, a very high cost of living, which makes it very difficult for educators to, uh, to find a place to live and to, to stay there. Uh, we also have rural proximity districts that are fairly close to the Front Range, and you know many of those educators will live right along the Front Range, and they can commute to their positions. And probably the most challenging area would be the rural remote districts, those that are a significant distance away from services, services, um, both on the western slope of Colorado, or the eastern plains. Uh, in some cases, uh, I've heard teachers say that I have to drive 65 miles to get a pizza. If you're a brand new teacher in a rural community, you're looking for some of those amenities. Or others may be saying, I can't find a place to work out. Where's the gym, where's the health club that I was accustomed to when I was going through my uh, preparation program. So when you think about it, it's a national issue that's becoming worse. Uh, it's becoming more challenging in Colorado. One of the factors, obviously, is salary. There are big differences between what uh, teachers make in rural and remote school districts compared to the metropolitan or front-range school districts. Uh, our fiscal policy in Colorado makes that even more pro- problematic. Uh, we have a conflicting set of policy positions that uh, include Tabor and Gallagher amendments that limit the amount of taxation, and that's coupled with Amendment 23 that was passed some years ago that mandates that uh, education receive a cost-of-living increase from the state legislature on an annual basis. Because those two are in conflict, uh, there is a developing disparity between what the legislature is committed to provide and what they can actually provide in the way of funding. That places a bigger burden on local communities to um, make up the difference and to fund their school system. And not surprisingly, the relatively uh, poorer communities don't fare as well as those that are more wealthy and have more wealth for taxation. So when you come back to it, our Colorado Center for Rural Education has started out with two initiatives that address the recruitment of educators to rural school districts. We support support both uh, teacher cadet programs. <clears throat> That's a, an initiative that starts at high schools, and it's a structured program that provides experiences and content that prepares high school students to for a career in Uh, educator preparation, go through a program to become a licensed teacher. The other recruitment initiative we're currently implementing is providing stipends to our student teachers from any Colorado institution of higher education who complete their student teaching in a rural district. On the retention side, the best way to to keep good teachers is to ensure that they're well prepared and and, uh, have a lot of expertise. So we have two scholarship programs that are designed to retain those educators that are already in the rural school districts. Uh, one provides a $6,000 scholarship to rural teachers who pursue concurrent enrollment educator qualification. Uh, that r- results in a qualification where they can teach dual credit classes, classes that count both for high school graduation and for college credit. It gives those high school students a head start in their college program. Uh, And the second retention initiative is to provide a $6,000 scholarship to rural teachers who who, um, agree to pursue national board teacher certification. That's a national program that uh, uh, has a series of performance-based measures that result in quality preparation. I think we have the attention of the policymakers in the state of Colorado. This past session of the legislature, uh, policymakers did make some steps to encourage uh, retired educators that uh, have retired and they're receiving um, uh, retirement benefits that they can teach in rural school districts and it won't penalize their their retirement program. Uh, There's also been a lot of conversation about how do we really identify what those challenges are that can be addressed from a system-wide perspective. There are currently a series of uh, town hall meetings that are being conducted across the state and uh, we're hearing from every corner of the state that this is something that doesn't have a single solution that there are uh, policy developments that need to be undertaken to ensure that we have quality educators to ensure that every child in Colorado, regardless of what their zip code is, receives an outstanding education. Um, I know that there are some rural school districts where students have gone through the high school without having uh, a math class because they can't find a math teacher. So when you think about that, uh, another example is rural school districts where they will advertise a third grade teaching position and will get zero applicants. So when you think about it, we need to be uh, creative in how we approach this and look at multiple solutions. Uh, There's more than one way to um, encourage entry into the education profession. There may be career changers who started in one career path and are looking for um, an opportunity to make the transition into teaching in elementary or secondary education. Uh, There may be individuals who are working as uh, paraprofessionals, providing them with opportunities that allow them to continue on a professional path to becoming a licensed teacher. Uh, Four-year universities working with community college to uh, support 2-plus-2 programs where the first two years are at a community college, the final two years of professional preparation at the university. Uh, resident teacher models, where you take people who have a degree in a in an unrelated field like business, or maybe they're uh, they started out in the military or some some other career path, and uh, finding a way for them to work into a school district while getting their uh, content of preparation while they're actually on the job. So. We, we want to ensure that uh, we develop multiple strategies and multiple approaches to addressing these um, these challenges that didn't happen overnight. This is something that's been building for many, many years. And uh, I think the interesting thing right now is it's at a crisis point. And that's where, again, the legislature a year ago recognized this by providing uh, legislation and appropriations to establish a statewide center for rural education. and. Uh, we're very excited that UNC submitted the successful proposal to focus on those two recruitment and those two retention initiatives I mentioned earlier. Our intent with the Colorado Center for Rural Education here at UNC is to continue to expand what we do to encourage different strategies and approaches that, again, locate, prepare, and support educators across a career to ensure that every child in Colorado gets a quality education.